All views and opinions expressed during this podcast are that of AC and Scully. We are not qualified psychologists or legal professionals, so all opinions are just that, opinions, and should not be considered any type of legal or psychological advice. And if you get your feelings hurt, eh. Hey, Scully, do you know what I absolutely love about VioletIvyBoutique.com? What? Plus sizes that are affordable, stylish, flatter my body, and the dresses have pockets. I was going to say and have pockets. Yes, (laughs) absolutely love it. And what I love uh, about it is it also caters to like non-plus size people. So she has something for everybody. So... How's your experience been with Violet Ivy? I love the cardigans and that no matter what you get, she has options that you can keep changing the look. So you can get the tank top and wear it with a cardigan. Or if it's summer, you can just wear the tank top. It's covering. It's flattering. You can pair it with a blue one. You can pair it with a yellow one. Like you have multiple options. It looks like you have this wide variety of clothes when you've got two or three options from her. I love it. I absolutely love it. And her nail designs are on point. Hand yeah, it's ridiculous. Painted. I can't believe a person does that. I know. She does it. Yeah. Hand painted, press on nails that are affordable. So if you're looking for a great style, check out VioletNivyBoutique.com. Hello. Thank you for tuning in to Take a Coffee Break and Chill podcast. This is a true crime segment. And with any true crime segment there will be disturbing information shared so please take care while listening hey coffee breakers it's ac and scully and we are here with you today for a wild one yeah so scully's telling it and just gonna jump on in all right so i kind of came across this on netflix it's called love stalker killer and it sounded interesting so i just started it and it here we go (laughs) Um, so it starts out you meet dave i don't remember his last name um but he is 2000 early 2000s he's a mechanic at a truck stop he meets a good looking blonde lady amy they started working together and he like hit on her in like this really dorky way and she's like we just fell in love so he describes them as they kind of had everything but the white picket fence they had two babies a boy and a girl and things were going well um, until, like, they started having different shifts. Like, she worked during the day. He worked during the day. She worked at night. So they didn't see each other very much. So things got rocky, and they ultimately decided, you know, we're going to call it quits. Right. So she says, I'm going to move home. I don't want to be here anymore. So she decides that she's going to move back to Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, okay. He's like, okay, well, if my kids are going, I'm going to go with you guys because I'm not going to not be with them i'm gonna definitely take care of mine so they all leave okay so by the time i'm assuming they moved into separate houses they did yeah yeah Yeah. he just moved to be near them so he could still see them on a regular basis absolutely okay good job dad so he's 35 and he's kind of starting over in this new place he got another job he called it turning a job turning wrench just a mechanic yeah he got another mechanic job and he decided that i want to get back out there you know he calls it um wild and something wild and free so he just wanted to be he just wanted to be wild and free yeah so he gets on a popular dating site at the time plenty of fish 
I have stories. <laughs> and he said he was just looking for something casual. Um, that's he, Tinder. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's what you're. Never mind. I'm okay. Stop. <laughs> I don't know much about any of these, but he said he made his little profile and like zero matches. And he was like, "Am I that terrible?" Like he was a little sad. No, plenty of fish is just. Um, there's plenty of fish. Okay. Um, some of them are like the bottom feeders. Oh, okay. And then some of them are the majestic whales. You just, <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Fair enough. Well, he said after a few days, like he went back on there and he checked it and he had a match and he was so excited. It was with Liz Goya. She's 34. He's reading, you get to see her profile. She's down to earth. She has a cleaning company. She loved animals. She has two dogs, a cat, a snake. It's a big snake. Red flag. <laughs> they had a lot in common. They both like sci-fi action, heavy metal. She loved motorcycles. So many red flags. He, <laughs> all that. He he had a motorcycle, so he's like, "Hey, we're a perfect fit." Um, she had a son and a daughter. He had a son and a daughter. So they have their first. It's his first real date in years. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of nervous about it. They met at a bar. They hit it off. The documentary shows. I'm assuming videos of that first date because like it looks like her jumping up onto a bull. Like riding one of the mechanical bulls, and so they went to a bar. Yeah, like like the Blind Horse Saloon up in Greenville. They had what they used to. I don't think they have anymore. I don't know. Um, It's like videos of that and them drinking and stuff, and then it looks like it turned into a night together. Um, He loved it because he still had his personal space, but like if he wanted to hang out with someone, is the way he put it, he could call her and they could go hang out. Friends with benefits. So, so why are we, why are we tiptoeing it? We're trying to make it sound like something that's not. Not you, him. He's like, well, if I wanted to hang out, I had a buddy. Yeah. He, he said if I wanted to hang out or talk or something, and I'm like, shut up. Yeah, or something. Like, shut up. Come on, Dave. He said he told her, you know, the first day I'm not looking. I don't want to be tied down. Like I'm, I just got back out here. Here we go. So one day at work, a Carrie Farver came into the shop. They exchanged glances and just kind of like smiled. He was the manager. She was a customer. It was just kind of like a little, hey, little flirt. And then she left. Well, a few weeks later, um, he found her profile on Plenty of Fish. And he sent her a message that was like, hey, I know you, which I told you. Immediately, I'm like, no, I don't like Delete it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm so glad I got married when I got married because I, could, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do any of those things. I know. I, I did all those things. I would. I couldn't do it. I actually found my SO on Tinder. So. Fair. And I know there's probably many people that have done that. I just, the thought of getting a message that's like, hey, I, I know you. you. Oh, yeah. I've been like, no, you don't. That would have been my immediate response. But like, no, you don't. See, to me, it have been like, oh, does he follow? Like, I would have went immediately at Creeper. Not, <laughs> oh, that's the mechanic dude. It would have been like, why? How do you know me? Like, I don't know. If you recognized him. No, too skittish. I would freak out first. Yeah. And then it would occur to me later. Anyway. Yeah, I wouldn't have done that. I'd be like, I know you. I'd be like, no, you don't. Well, she apparently responded, I know you too. And they just kind of hit it off. Yeah, I don't care. If you just see me, you don't know me. So he, she, a little bit about Carrie, she worked in the computer field. She had um, had her son. She had a son. She had him really young. She went to college. She earned, he called her a career field job, like, I guess, for advancements and stuff like that. Right. Um, he loved her spirit and her drive because she was just like, so, like, she's, Nothing held her back. Like, she just did her She stuff. was vivacious. 
it doesn't describe her as vivacious. It or just said she had a very good vibe. He said she was way out of my league in every single in every single way. Uh huh. He um, asked her to come back to the house. She agreed. This is on their uh, first date. He said a little bit after they got to the house, they hear a knock on the door, and it's Liz. And she's saying, hey, I need to get something from your house. He was worried about, like, wow, this is awkward. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So he went in. He told Carrie, you know, hey, she's got something here she needs to get. It doesn't say this in the documentary, but Carrie must have left. Like, okay, cool, you know, whatever. And she leaves. And Liz goes in, gets what she needs. They saw each other for, like, three seconds. Like, it was just very, very passing. Yeah. Um, when Liz leaves, he calls Carrie, and he's like, hey, she, you know, she left. Do you want to come back? She's like, I'm almost halfway to my house. Why don't you just come to mine? And he's like, okay, cool. So, go ahead. Oh, no. Okay, so <laughs> he goes to her house, and when he gets there, she's like, Listen, um, we're not getting married. It's not anything like that. So let's just have fun. Yeah, and he was, we're just going to keep it casual. And he was like, absolutely. Because yeah. we're adults. We know what that meant. Anyway, um, Carrie worked about three blocks from his house. So they spent a lot of time together. Um, yeah. They started getting closer. She basically stayed with him a lot. Like, uh, that was like a common occurrence. Like, they just spent a lot of time together. He gets up one morning. He gives her a kiss. And he's off to work. Um, about he leaves at like six ish. Yeah. About ten thirty, he gets a text from Carrie saying, "You know, let's move in together." And he sends back a message. It's like, "Hey, you know, we, we talked about it. I know, effectively, it's essentially kind of what they were doing several nights a week." But he was like, "I, I don't. No, I, I don't want to all the time. Right. I just don't think I'd want to do that." He says that no sooner than he hit send, he just starts getting like a barrage of messages, like back to back to back. Um. He, he had stated, you know, we had been hot and heavy, but timeline-wise, they had been dating for about two weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's like, no, no. So she starts sending him the messages immediately. F you. I hate you. You ruined my life. I never want to see you again. He's like, I'm just kind of in shock because he's like, you just never truly know somebody. You think you know someone, but you just, you don't I'm like, it's two weeks. Like it's two weeks. You don't know her. You don't know her. Right. So he does go home at lunch. I think okay. I told you initially wrong. He went home at lunch to kind of like, I guess, check out his house. Cause he left her there. Yeah. And all of her things are gone. All her bags are packed. Every part of her items are gone. Like she's gone. He's like, I'm sad. You know, he's like, what happened? Like, I don't understand how it devolves so quickly. He's confused when he left. It was fine. It was the same old hat. Mm -hmm. And then he gets a message talking about we should move in together. And he's like, no. And she's like, okay, you're dead to me. Yeah. He's like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. So he's like a few days pass and he's just kind of trying to move forward and he gets a message and it's from Carrie and it calls him some bad words, a bad word. And another one that says, I'm going to destroy the things you care about. He stated that over the next few days, like they started getting more threatening in nature. He's like, your life, um, one of them was your life will be ruined. He was kind of taken back. Like, why? Like, I don't understand. Like, how did this get so, how are we here? Like two weeks. Like I, I never, I never misinterpreted. Like I never I didn't play you on. I didn't say, yes, let's move in together. I didn't do any of that. We both said it was going to be casual from the beginning. Mm -hmm. What is your deal, crazy pants? Right. So you kind of, you meet her mom at this point, and she talks about 
she knew Carrie had met somebody and she knew that she had been staying with him and like, you know, things were going well or whatever. So she didn't worry so much that she hadn't heard from Carrie, but after a while and not hearing from her, she started to get worried. So she calls law enforcement and reports her daughter as missing. Okay. So sheriffs show up at Dave's work because that's her boyfriend. And he's like, one of his employees was like, Hey, cops are up here. And he's like, why? (laughs) Yes. So he goes up there and they're like, hey, you know, Carrie's missing. You're the last person that's seen her. Like, what's going on? And he, he's like, I admit I was nervous. Like, I'm in the hot seat. I am the last person. Like, oh. Well, and it's always the boyfriend or the husband mm-hmm. or the significant other of either gender. Right. Like, it's a, your immediate. Yeah. That's who you go. That's who you think. So he tells him, you know, yeah, we dated. He said, but it had ended. He shows him his phone with all the nasty messages. They're like, oh, okay, so this is a Brad a bad breakup like she's she's going through some stuff that's why she's not really talking to mom right now it kind of clicks for them that's probably what this is and they just kind of go on about it they told him it should stop soon (laughs) just just give her some time she'll calm down yeah so (laughs) shortly after all of this nancy that's um Carrie's mom, mom. she gets a message on Facebook from Carrie saying, I'm not missing. I just don't want to come home right now. I love you all very much on Mother's Day. She got a happy Mother's Day. And then the messages kind of just went to like one to two word messages. And mom describes them as nastier and nastier. Um, Dave gets a visit. It cuts back to Dave's story now. Mm -hmm. One night, Dave gets a visit and it's Liz Goyer the first girl that he connected with Mm -hmm. and she's like hey i need to i need to talk to you i need to show you something and he's like okay and she takes him outside and shows him her car that had been very clearly deeply keyed oh wow and he's like okay and then she shows him her phone and she has been getting messages from carrie this entire time oh and they're Telling her, like, I will do more if you don't leave Dave alone. Calling her a whore. And he's just kind of like, I don't. I hadn't seen you. I didn't know she was doing that. We haven't, you know, like, we haven't even been together. Like. Right. Okay. I I didn't know. She's also getting emails um, that are blaming Liz for, like, them. Breaking up. Breaking up. Like, she's the reason. More messages are still coming through. Stating like I'm more diabol I'm more diabolical. She destroyed us. This is to Dave. So at this point, Dave's like, okay, I'm just I don't I don't, don't know what else to do. So right. he goes and meets with detest detective Chris Legro. He told him all about the messages, the threats, um, that the first several days that he was receiving messages from Carrie, they came from her original number. But after that, it was like 30 or 40 different numbers sending these messages. He said, you could not block the messages fast enough before a new one would come through with a new number with a new threat. And he said they, he knew they were all Carrie because the verbiage was the same. Gotcha. Like it stayed the same same. general theme, but just different numbers. Like just, I couldn't imagine that many coming through no because your phone does it would have been done i would have got a new phone i would have cut it off mm-hmm. um he also describes getting 125 emails plus a day talking about seeing him talking about specific things about his day like customers for example one of them was every whore you talk to i take pictures of their plate oh my god mm-hmm. and it was uh on the documentary i didn't write it down it says something about 
I don't care if they're just customers, like I will make them pay or something like that. Like just very, I mean, every person aggressive, very aggressive. So Chris is like, okay, so she's seeing him. She's got to be around here. Right. So he does like a reverse stakeout to try to like find her. Yes. That would have been AC. Let me do. So he's out there and like, he's got, um, Carrie's picture and he's going around looking for Carrie, asking people if they've seen her and he can't find her. Like he can't find where she's posted up and being able to do all this stuff. Right. So one night Dave's at home and he gets a text message stating from Carrie stating, I live at apartment 11618 Birch Street, which is in the same complex building as him, just a different part of the complex. Gotcha. And in apartment 12. And he's like, okay, bet. Like, very much our reaction. Yeah. Like, let's go hang out. Oh. Let's, let's go square this let's up. Let's go talk about this. Right. Yeah. So he's, like, going over there, and he's he's rehearsing, like, what he's going to do. Is he going to call law enforcement? Like, what should he do? And he's getting himself more and more angry. And, like, yeah. it went from law enforcement to more of, like, no, I want to hurt her. Like, yeah, she's I can't caused, have witnesses. <laughs> she's caused all this stuff. And he's like, I get one, two, three, four. And he's like, all right, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. And he goes to look for the next one. There is no apartment 12. Yeah, she was just messing with it. She him. just did it as a way to mess with them. So then the question is, where is she? Is she so watching I'm, me doing this? Yes. And now I am really mad. Yep. So the next day, or a few days later, he gets a picture of the inside of Liz's home with the message that states, I wonder if she's here. She left the garage door open. So. Now, is he dating Liz this whole time? No, they're not. They're not really dating at this time. Like, they're just associated. They have had, they have dated at some point. Gotcha. Um, Inside, I guess he calls to check on Liz and Liz Liz had called the police and inside spray painted on the walls of her garage is whore. So he was becoming increasingly more worried about Liz because she's being harassed and her home is being vandalized at this point by Carrie. And you're worried for your customers too at this right. point. Like So they those two started spending more time together because together they felt safe and they felt like yeah. you know, we can together Tra- she can't get us. Trauma bond. Yep. So he even says things kind of rekindled with them at mm-hmm. that point. So you meet Amy at this point. That is the mom. Um, that's Her Dave's ex-wife. Ex-wife, yeah. She tells them that they knew, Amy tells you, that she knew all about the vandalizing and the threats and that kind of thing. And I don't know why it puts it in here because it's just so random in the documentary, but it does. That she told Dave, like, the kids aren't coming to your house anymore. Like, if if you want to see them, you come to my house. Like, I'm uncomfortable with Absolutely what's going on at your house and he's like even he was like yeah good call yeah and then it goes back to dave again i don't know why it gives you that little excerpt but i'm gonna just like i'm a good mama i guess so one day when dave's at work he gets a call from liz stating that uh, one of his windows was smashed out and someone had been in the home above the bed in red lipstick is go away whore okay on the bed are liz some of liz's clothes and they're cut up, like, look like they've been stabbed and, like, ripped through, like, several different items all over the bed. And that seems to be the only damage outside of the... Busted window. Busted out window. And the lipstick on the wall. Mm-hmm. That... This is, like, misery-level crazy. Like, it's getting... It's, it's stepping up. Oh, yeah. So, that's literally my next sentence, that they were getting... It was getting really scary. 
Yeah. So this time, due to all the crimes committed, Detective Chris was like, all right, I have enough for an arrest warrant for Carrie because she's sending all of these messages and she's doing all this stuff. Like, I have enough to arrest her, but where is she? Like, she's still not... No one has seen, seen her. her. So... So they're thinking that she just, like, went underground to do all the stalking. Yeah, that she's just, like, lurking about... You hear again from Dave, and he's telling you, like, this has been going on for a year at this point, Ooh. this harassment. Like, it got to the point, in, in this specific instance, he talks about taking his kids out to dinner and, like, being at dinner, getting text messages from Carrie, being like, oh, you're at such and such place. Oh, you had the chicken parm. Oh, your son had uh, chicken tenders. Like, being able to detail to him. That's too much. Exactly. Now you're messing with my kids. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I, I was slowly losing it. He yeah. was like, it was, I felt crazy and paranoid. He kept getting text messages saying, I can still get in, like, to his home. Because she'd already been in there once. Right. Um, saying, I'm at your door. I'm listening. I'm watching you. I can hear everything. He started spending more and more time at the bar. Well, yeah. Because he said. Because there's people. Well, he said he would just drink, like, to just kind of make it not so intense. Well, yeah. And there's people. Yeah. I, I don't, when it's crazy gonna you know I wouldn't want to leave my house like see I wouldn't want to be trapped in my house oh I would have so many it would be dangerous to come into my house oh I'm sure <laughs> like I would have so many things you understand but teach is on I don't drink either so I wouldn't right. think to go there anyway so one night he's at the bar and he gets a messages gets a message that says I set the nasty whore's house on fire he takes off because he knows immediately that's Liz. He gets another, I hope her and her kids die in there. So he arrives, and in fact, her house is burned. Um, but Liz is okay. She's out front. She was home, but she was home alone. Unfortunately, all of her pets died in that fire. Aww. So Detective Chris is there, and he's like, all right, this has escalated even more so than what we already were. Are. So he's like, it, it's, it, it's a matter of finding this person before this results in someone actually dying. Yes. At this point, I mean, we got an arson. We got all these messages. Like, we have break-ins. Like, this is, this is serious. Yeah, it's a next level. I was going to play you her audio from the fire, but I can just tell you what it is. So... They did record the audio. It's Detective Chris talking to Liz. Mm -hmm. And it was such weird to me. And, I, and we talked about this before. People respond to stuff differently. Yeah. But he asked, you know, um, she asked him specifically, like, what about my animals? Like, just that. Mm -hmm. And he says, well, unfortunately, they all died. Or she, before he could even say that, she goes, yeah, I know they're all dead, but, like, what about them? And he's like, well. I don't know how to answer that question. He was like, Humane Society is going to come in and, I guess, take care of them. I'm sorry. And then that's pretty much the gist of the audio. It's not anything more than that. It's right. just, it was just weird audio. Sounds a little cold. It does, but I understand trauma. and Trauma, everybody reacts differently. Like, you know, it, and, we, and we stress that. You never know how mm -mm. you're going to act. Well, I mean, they gave that girl an American nightmare down the road because her, I've been kidnapped. But other than that, I'm fine. They yeah, were like, oh, she's fed. fine. And it's yeah. like, she's drugged. So, like, you never know. Right. Um, so, after the fire, she, Liz, packs up 
all of what she can salvage and she bounces and she doesn't tell Dave where she's going or anything. He's like, I can't really blame her because like I brought Carrie into her life and it's causing all of these issues. And like, I can't blame her for just being like, I'm out homie. Like, good luck with life. Fair. So he's, he gets the same thing. Like, you know, I'm going to do the same thing. So he packs up moves. This is when he gets a new phone. I would have got it. Yeah. And that just blew my mind. Cause I'm like, would have been done so long ago. Right. And I would have gave it to no one. Like my like mama and Amy. Right. And that would have been My work it. wouldn't even have it. Right. <laughs> I'm going to pager. Right. Call the complex. I don't know. I'm just. I'm not telling you where I live either. Like. Right. Nobody would know. So he gets a new phone. He got a new job. He wanted to start over carry free. So a year is past. Okay. Right. I'm going to give you a little bit into mom's missing Nancy's report for the missing person so there's two other detectives in Potawatomi mm-hmm. County it's a small sheriff's office you meet detective Jim Doty and Ryan Aris I think is how you say it they ask if they can take over the Carrie Farver case and the reason that they get to it is Jim is he is me because this part right here mm-hmm. he says he just found it interesting yeah and he was like hey ryan <laughs> and then ryan's like cool yeah and yeah, then went, that's what happens yeah <laughs> they describe jim as a metro cowboy and ryan as a shoot from the hip type of guy okay i told ac this was us if we were detectives yes so they go out and they meet with mom and they're like it's just intriguing that she's a single mom she goes missing and, like, nobody's seen her. Well, she just goes missing from like, Homeboy's house. Like, it's not, did she go to work that day? I mean, I don't have that information. Maybe they cover it in the documentary. Not but that like, I know of, no. Did she even show up to work that day? It's just that enough. Just gone. She's just gone mm-hmm. from Dave's house. Like, that enough for me. Like, didn't tell her son good or child goodbye. I don't know what the gender is. Son. Son. Um, didn't tell her child goodbye. Didn't say anything. To anybody. Right. Where's her stuff? Well, we're going to go into that. Okay. So they go and speak with mom, and she admits that she was short with them because, like, nobody had taken her serious this whole time. It's been over a year. And she's just kind of like, on 11-11-12, they got a message of 2012. They got a message from her stating that she got a job in Kansas and that she was leaving. And it doesn't really discuss, like, how the 14-year-old, I guess she just said, I'm not taking him or 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 he's going to have to move in with you while I settle. I'm not sure what that exchange was. Right. But the 14-year-old went to live with Grandma Grandpa during that time. So Jim is working the case. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, let's look at her file. And in the file, they did note that she had a history of bipolar. Mm-hmm. When the original detectives were looking into it, they went to her home, and they did see that all of her medication was still there. So their assumption was... She's not taking her medication. It's caused like a manic episode of of They sorts, only last so long. And that this is what is going on here. They don't manic episodes don't last for a year. Not typically. I guess they could. I don't know I don't about that. But that's why that was kinda it kinda stopped there. Mm-hmm. So it takes you back to Dave and he's still in Nebraska, but he just must be in a larger area or something. He goes on a new dating site. And a new like, dating site or mm-hmm. back on No, POF? it says a new dating site. I okay. think he was burned from POF. It was like, yes. new. <laughs> so it didn't tell me what the new one was. Okay. Um, he starts talking to tender. people. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they look like. He starts talking to was people. Was it a flame? No. It was like um, uh, 
pastelies. Like everything was like green and yellow and it, yeah, I don't know that one. I don't know what it is. Could have been something from 2012. I got that. Well, he sees a lady, and I was going to ask you: Is it normal to not put your name, or like to have a header? Because like in this one, she had punk rocker chick. On some, yeah. Okay. Well, that's what hers was, and it, it, it's this lady, and he's like, we started talking, we set up a date, and he, everything was going well. He goes out, and he's waiting, and he waits for an hour, and she doesn't show, and he's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm about to leave. And he gets a text. It's like, I'm coming. I'm sorry. I'm running late. He's like, okay. So he says, he tells you, like, I waited longer. I waited longer. I waited longer. And just when I was about to be like, I'm leaving, because, like, the waiters already came, but you're being stood up. And he's like, looks like it. Yeah. And he's like, I'm, I'm over this. He gets a text message that says, I'm Carrie, F you. Oh, no. And I'll be honest, watching it, I was like, <gasps> like. I thought she was gone. I was like, how did she find you? Because that shows. <laughs> and that shows some dedication. Because that's not Carrie's picture. Right. Like, this is a whole not, this This is, how many of those profiles are out there? Right. Which. I don't, that's scary. It's scary. It's, it's, it's a level of commitment that few have. Right. So he's like, crap, I just let Carrie back into my life. She knows where I'm at now. She knows my number. Here we go again. Stay off the dating sites, Dave. Right. You just meant to be single. But yeah. Just own it. Own it. It's, it's fine. Um, so this time it was much worse because Amy was now the target of Carrie. Well, yeah, because Liz is gone. So Amy started getting threatening messages from Carrie, telling her to stay away from Dave. And Amy's got Dave's kids. And Carrie brought the kids into it. Mm -hmm. So one weekend, she went to the park with her kids. They were planning to stay for a while and play. And she starts getting messages telling her verbatim, like, hey, I don't ever like telling the kids' names. Yeah, it's fine. He's on the slide. He's, he's sliding, and you're on the swings with your daughter, and y'all been doing this and that, and it scared her. Yeah. Because she's like, uh, she's she's here, like, to be able to see me and tell me definitively what I'm doing. Right. This is not guesswork. Mm-mm. So Amy's like, is she always following me? Like, is she always with us? So Carrie then again sent another message stating, I'm going to slit your kids' throats mm. in their sleep. Mm -mm, mm -mm, so at mm, this point nope i know that that's pretty much changed like yeah for me now it's on right like you better hope you, you come at me before i find you right you that's need to be I'm calling like, the popo I, I say it all the time but bet right <laughs> let's like, go you need to be because now i'm reverse stalking oh for sure like i'm if they can't find you i'll, I'll find, find you. you um Besides the point. So at this point, Dave's dad's like, you got to get a gun. Like, for your protection, for your kid's protection. Like, this is escalating. Like, she's making direct threats to your children. Like, And he, she's done stuff, criminal acts before. Mm -hmm. It's not just messages, which that can be criminal, too. Mm -hmm. But, like, she's gone into the homes. She burned one house down yeah. like, and killed animals. Like, she's capable. Right. So his dad gets him a 9mm automatic with Smith & Wesson. He locks it up in uh, like a lockbox and put it at the top of his closet because he does have kids there and he doesn't want them to um, get get a hold of it. Mm -hmm. So you get back to Jim and Ryan, the investigators from the Potawatomi or whatever, <laughs> and they're like, "How is it that no one has seen Carrie in two years?" Right, but she's supposedly doing all this so, stuff. So, yes, there's messages, and yes, there's social media, but Ryan's like, that don't mean nothing. He's like, that doesn't mean that Carrie's alive. That just means someone is doing this. Under Carrie's name. Mm -hmm. So, in the original investigation, um, there's so 
in the original investigation, there's a message sent to the family saying that she's moving to Kansas and she needs space. In the original photos of her home, though, nothing is gone. Right. That's what I'm saying. Her, she didn't even take her meds. Her clothes are there. Her meds are there. Her furniture's there. It shows, like, a jacket on the back of a chair is still there. Like, it looks as though she left for a little bit at, little bit and was coming back. Right. Like, it doesn't look like someone Kansas. who had moved to Kansas. Like, there's nothing to indicate she took anything. Where's her car? Don't know at this point. Okay. Um, they look at her bank record. She had two transactions just a few days after she was reported missing. One was Family Dollar. One was Walmart. I don't know what the totals are, but you do see that. Mm-hmm. And at the time she went missing, her mom reports that her dad was dying and that, that there was no way that she would just leave. Right. Mom also talks about, like, two or three weeks after the death of her husband that she had a dream that her husband said, it's okay, Nancy, she's with me. Oh, God. That's... So that's chilling. She was like, I just, I don't know what it was. She's like, but for me, I just knew she wasn't here anymore. anymore. Yeah. So you get back to them looking at the case and they're, they're looking at it as they believe Carrie's dead. Yeah. And they're kind of working it as a death investigation, but they haven't been able to like switch it over to that, but they're trying to reexamine it with new eyes essentially. Right. Put on a different lens. So they look closer at the messages, but they needed an IT guy and insert Tony Kava. And this is uber nerd. And I say that with much love because he even calls himself a nerd. He even talks about drinking Soylent and how basically. I don't know what that is. It's like a protein thing. He said nerds drink. He's like, I I usually drink about three of these and eat some hummus. Like that's what he says in the documentary. He's like, it's so he's thin. And he's, he is, (laughs) he's really tall and thin. And he talks about, he's on the spectrum and he's like, so I I eat the same things every day. Like it kind of weirds people out. He's like, but I think it helps the investigations. I don't know how, because that's all he says, but I just got tickled by well, it's him. It's the hyper-focus. Like, he's not going to let it go. I guess. And I do love him, because you have to think about it. This has been going on for two years. Uh-huh. So there's two years. He talks about hundreds of thousands of emails and hundreds of thousands of text messages. God bless. That he's trying to comb through to figure out, like, what's been going on. So he's trying to figure out where they're coming from. Every computer has an IP address. Do you know what that stands for? Because I didn't. Internet proxy? Protocol. Internet protocol. That's correct. Okay. And I was close. he describes it as like your home address. So if you're able to get the IP, you can kind of backtrack it to see where it came from. Whoever was sending this stuff was using various methods to hide who, where it was coming from. Right. So his solution was... I can't seem to figure this out, so I'm going to write a program to do it. So he created a program called Dex, and Dex, he basically plugged, I, I picture like a Google, because he plugs it in, he's like, hey, Dex, how many of these are unique, okay? And of that, there was 13,000 IP addresses that were unique. He said, show me the top 10. Oh, yeah. Eight of the top 10 were VPNs, so there's nothing he could do with that. No. Nah. He said of the the top one, and he literally rattles off 174.71.6.113 as the IP address, and they trace that one, and it comes back to a Council Bluff, Iowa, home of Todd Butterball. Todd works at Pottawamie County, and Tony is his boss. Oh, crap. Yeah, so he's like, cool, this is awkward. (laughs) He even says this is going to be awkward. This is going to be awkward. Oh, crap. So the first thing they did was hide the case file because Tony is in IT, so he can see everything in the file. So they have to get it somewhere secure so Tony can't access it. In case it's Tony doing all this mess. 
Correct. Then they get a search warrant and they go to his home. Could you imagine? Mm -mm. (laughs) Go ahead. No. Um, It's a huge digital case. Like all of this has been happening digitally, except the few times that stuff has happened. And they're like, he's in IT. Yeah, it makes sense. So perfect. So they ask him, you know, has anybody been living with you? Anybody using your Wi-Fi? And he said, yeah, my off again, on again girlfriend had been living here since her house burned down. Oh, crap. Liz Liz? Goya. (laughs) Oh, crap. So Ryan's like 180 turn in the case. Like immediately like, like, oh, crap. crap. Like, because that ties directly back. So they start looking at everything and they find that all roads are leading to Liz. Yeah. But here's the here's the big question. Where is Carrie? Well, that's still on their mind. They're like, every message came from Liz. She is the stalker. The sheriff's office go to Dave, and they tell him she, she's doing it. Like, we just don't know why. why. We don't know where Carrie is. We don't know if something happened there. We don't know why all this is going on. But, like, she's your stalker. And he talks about just not being able to, like, compute it in his brain. Right, because her house burned down. And she's been with me, like, when the stuff's coming through. Well, like, it's easy to tell what you're doing when you're sitting beside somebody. Yes. So they tell him, you know, Carrie never did anything and that they believe um, Liz killed Carrie, but they don't have proof of that. Can you just imagine getting this news? No. And he he even talks about like it didn't take him long before before they even told him that to realize something probably happened to Carrie. And it's probably because she was involved with him. And he's like, that was tough to swallow. Like, yeah, because he blames himself. Yeah. He's like, I I, survivor guilt. Mm hmm. So now they need to review all the evidence again. Apparently, at some point after Carrie's disappearance, about a month and a half later, they downloaded Liz's phone. Okay. And I don't know if that's common practice or not, but I found that really interesting. So going through her downloads, Jim is, he finds a picture of Carrie's car. Okay. Okay. That had been taken on Christmas Eve of 2012. The car was not recovered by law enforcement until January 8th of 13. Oh, okay. So, so that before, indicates... She knew where it was before. She knew where the car was this entire time before it was found. Right. And never said anything. Right. So law enforcement actually, when they found the car, they processed the car, and they did find a fingerprint. And it was on a thing of mints in oh, the like center Altoid, console. Like Altoid yep, box? Like the yep. circle ones? Mm-hmm. And when they compared it to Liz, it's a match. Oh, okay, Liz. So Liz. Where Carrie, Liz? Right. What'd you do, Liz? So to them, it's like a huge break. What happened to Carrie? Like, what is she capable of? So they put a tracker on Liz's car. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're like, we need to know what's going on. They need to put a tracker on her butt. Right? They found by the GPS points that she is circling Amy's house daily. What do you mean, like a vulture? Like, it shows, it looks like a road goes around, like a, almost like a, just a a cut through, yeah. Yeah. And she just does that on a daily. Like, how many times? Like, once or like multiple? Multiple times a day. So, circling like a vulture. Mm -hmm. Just passing over and over and over. Dave, it's a Sunday night. Dave went and visited his kids, and he's coming home, and it's about eight or nine o'clock he said he went into his bedroom to change his clothes and when he did he notes that the um his gun has been moved he can tell it's been moved yeah that's terrifying so he goes to check it and the gun's gone and so immediately you think 
Dude, my kids got it. Who? Well, he was just with his kids. They weren't at his home. He went to... Oh, his home. Yeah, he his went home. back to his house. Gotcha, gotcha, Because he gotcha. was at Amy's. Amy's. Gotcha. I'm sorry, my brain just... So on 12-15, um, December 15th, a 911 call comes in. It's a shooting at Big Lake Park. Ryan, the investigator, immediately thought this was Amy and that Liz had killed her. Like, that's... He tells you that on the documentary. <laughs> He's like, ah, I thought Amy was dead. dead. Right. Like, immediately. It's Liz saying that a female shot her. The 911, they ask her, like, do you know who it was? She's like, no. Are they still there? No. Um, I I don't know. I ran away. And she's shot in the leg. And when they, again, ask her who did it, she says she doesn't know. But a few days, I guess, in the hospital, she was able to tell them it was Amy. Well, how do you know? It doesn't really clarify that. No, it doesn't. So... Amy, unfortunately, is met by law enforcement at her door with guns drawn on her because she's the supposed shooter of Liz at Big Lake Park. And she's like, who's Liz? She (laughs) knows who Liz is, but she's like, I don't, why would I shoot Liz? Like, I don't have beef with Liz. Right. And she said all she kept thinking was, what's going to happen to my kids? Like, what is happening here? Like, right. Once recovered, they call Liz and they ask her to come in, like, to do an actual interview to get more information so they can get, quote, unquote, Amy. Mm-hmm. At no point do Jim or Ryan think Amy ever shot Liz. No, they but if she did, fully, it was in self-defense. They fully believe Liz went into Dave's home, stole the weapon, shot herself. But they've got to get Liz to give them something to be able to actually prove that something. Amy did it, right. Mm-hmm. But they're treating it as, you're a victim, Liz. Please tell us how Amy shot you. Right. So they're talking to her and they're like, tell us all about how, like, Liz immediately first goes in and he's like, so you have beef with Amy? She's like, oh, yeah, me. She has beef with me and Carrie. And he's like, well, what kind of beef does she have with Carrie? Oh, she says she wants to beat her up. She's told me and Dave that multiple times. She's very forthcoming. And he was like, okay, all right. Like, I found that so telling. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're immediately, like, trying to paint a picture. Right. Um. They tell her, you know, we believe, you know, Amy did this. We just got to get a little bit, lean a little bit more. So you said she's got hostility towards Carrie. Can, like, has she ever talked to you about that? Has she ever sent you any kind of emails or anything that stated, you know, she didn't like Amy or uh, Carrie and she, she didn't care you? Maybe she, she might have done something a little more to Carrie because, like, we think maybe she... She might have done something to Carrie. We just we just need a little something. Like, can you just review the emails you've gotten and just send us anything? And she's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. So, lo and behold, a few days later, they get an email from Liz, supposedly from Amy, stating, I shot you in Big Lake Park because you wouldn't leave Dave alone. <laughs> Ain't nobody actually going to do that. Right. I'm not going to email the confession to you. Thank you. Um, and if they did, it would have a lot more expletives. Thank you. She even said, she sent them, she sends them that one. And then I'm trying to, I missed a part in here and I'm trying to go back to make sure I got it. I told you that she told, Liz told law enforcement that Amy wants to beat the crap out of Carrie. Uh-huh. And then they, yeah. So the reason they did it this whole way, and I, I don't know if I already said it, was just to try to set up Liz to get her to send. The whole goal 
is to try to it's get the bust Liz at this point. Get right? Liz <laughs> to give incriminating evidence on what may have happened to Carrie, supposedly quote unquote, from Amy. Amy. But my thing is, is why would you confess to Liz about Carrie? Like if I murdered I just shot you. Well, yeah, that to me is enough. But people are dumb. There's a whole thing about dumb criminals. But, like, legit, who's going to go, like, I shot you at Big Lake Park because you wouldn't leave leave Dave alone? They hadn't even been together, though. So that don't even make sense. No, I know. But that. But this is the mind of crazy. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so law enforcement comes up with this plan. Okay. And. Because they they think... So I immediately go, oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) You will hate it. The... Because they believe, you know, Liz is behind this whole thing. Mm -hmm. So they are worried. Ryan specifically is very concerned about Amy and the kids because of the threats. And if she's already done all this other stuff, what is she capable of? Absolutely. And Amy feels the same way. So he reaches out to Dave and tells him, like, listen... Uh, we got a we got a plan, and I want you to hear. He actually recorded the audio call, and I'm going to play that for you guys. This is the call between Dave and Investigator Ryan. Okay. Speaking father to father, man to man, I would do whatever I could to be around my kids as much as possible. I'd be damn near moved in with Amy if I were you. Okay. back with my ex and move in with her so be it as long as i know my kids are safe okay i'll take your advice okay and i know you hate this because it's like setting up bait but i was about to say i know i know what he's doing like i'm sure he is concerned about amy and the kids yes it's a twofold plan it's giving them Amy and the kids extra protection but you see i don't even see the extra protection because this is the object of her stalking is the guy so you're putting the object of her stalking right there yes with this family you are but the whole goal is going to be the next audio i'll play you because i think these it's going to be kind of audio 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 but i think these ones are important okay um is the whole plan was if they put dave with amy added protection like you said mm-hmm. but it's going to trigger Liz oh 100% because go for cuckoo puff <laughs> like that's exactly <laughs> what the plan was and he says that yeah like he he was concerned about it but he was trying to get Liz to step it up because they need her to do something so they can so catch her doing they can get her um it's probably going to be a little extra before this one but this is a call that comes in a few days later to uh, Doty, Jim, mm-hmm. from Liz. Okay. I'm going to try to cue it up. Yeah. Listen, Investigator Doty? Yeah. Who, who am I speaking to here? Liz. Liz, what, what's going on? She's still not arrested. She gets to shoot somebody, and then she gets to kill another person, and then she gets to move in with Dave, and she gets to be free, and you guys aren't arresting her. There's only so much I can do if Amy's not talking to us. You still there? Yeah. Uh, uh. 
if she does let you know some more specifics, that's the kind of stuff that makes a case. Okay. All right. Bye. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Threw me. I was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> well, it's the crazy. So in my head, that's in the part of the horror film where her head shakes. Like, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. Like the demons trying to come out. Like, yeah, that's what I see in my head when I heard that sound. And also the Okay. I know that's immediately like got it done. I'm on it. Yeah, it, it definitely gives that vibe. So a few days later, lo and behold, law enforcement starts getting emails from Liz from quote unquote Amy detailing the murder of Carrie. Oh no. So it kind of I hate this. Okay, so it shows the emails, but they're in they're flipped. Like they're, they're reading them. Yeah can't stand it because i want to pause it and then try to read it but it's going to give me a headache right so you don't get to actually see the emails which kind of makes me a little annoyed so you only get to see like bits and pieces that they zoom in on and it talks about um parking being in a abandoned lot covered carrie with a tarp and burned her okay so there's like i said it it pops around like you see different details um the ryan tells you the overall Gist was that Carrie was stabbed in her car in her stomach. Um, so they are like, okay, we have her car, so we're gonna go back to her car and we're gonna reprocess it with the um, blood reagent, which glows under the black light. They spray the whole car and nothing glows. Okay. So Jim's like, well, maybe she was driving and she got stabbed. So like they pull that, they pull it out. They actually take the seat apart to where mm-hmm. it gets to the foam and there's nothing. So they do the same thing to the passenger side seat. And when they remove the passenger side seat, the actual seat part where you sit, mm-hmm. there's blood okay. all over the foam. Okay. So they're like, we got our crime scene. Yeah. Like, this is where she did it. So as soon as they got that, they call, they get their arrest warrant, and they go and get Liz. Okay. They take her back to the station, and they interview her. And I want you all to hear her on this because... Just cause. Just cause. All right, here we go. Now, the reason why you're in this chair right now today is because you have a lot of questions that you need to answer for me. Did you ever see Carrie's car? You ever seen it? Nope. A picture of her car with her plates, her explorer, is on your phone. I've never seen her car. You drove her car. You drove her car. No, I didn't. I've never been inside her car. I've never even been around her car. Ever. Your fingerprints are in there. No, I haven't. I'm not lying. I've never been around her car. I've never even seen it. This is where I I want you to think hard, okay? About what direction you're going to go in here. Are you going to sit in this chair and be remorseful? Are you going to sit in this chair and be cold-blooded? Because right now, after four years... This, this family's been looking for answers. For years and years, people have been um, sending emails on their Carrie's fictitious accounts. The IP addresses show up to whose house? Your house. Why would you create all these emails? I haven't created any emails. They're coming from you. No, they're not. I'm not going to be accused of something that I didn't do. 
Your finger's pointing right at you. I'm done talking, and I'm going to have my attorney. Okay. Yeah. And it's so interesting because she, like, hardcore. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it. Like, and we know factually her fingerprint is in the car. Right. We know factually that she has a picture of the car of the car prior to it being found on Christmas Eve of the year before it was found right. on her phone. But she adamant. And that's the end of the interview. And I, I'm assuming that was it. I don't know if they ever got to do anything else. Well, she said attorney. So it jumps to showing you it's all over the news. Woman charged with first degree murder. They knew it was going to be hard. You get to hear from the prosecutor or the solicitor um, because it's hard to explain that this person did all of this stuff to themselves. Like, how do you convince a jury? Like, she shot herself. She burned down her home. She's been sending harassing messages to herself and these other people. She's done. She's keyed her car. Like, it's legit to try to convince anybody of that level of not okay. Right. So she's like, we knew it was going to be difficult. Plus, how do you prove a murder without a body? Well, you can, though. Like, but that's can. the big, it's a big thing. It's much easier to be like, here's the body, here's the DNA off the body. Right, because like, you can always you argue that. she left. Who's to say she didn't get injured? You know, like, you can, you can put that what if out there. Right. And if you have a body, the what if is gone. Correct. So Jim and Ryan are like, okay, we're not going to let it go. So they were working 12, 14, 16 hour days looking for something. Mm -hmm. Tony Kava, the The super nerd. Yeah. He actually was diagnosed with a brain tumor during this time. And it was going to be like it was getting heating up this case. And he refused to get his surgery because he didn't want to. He asked if it would impair him doing his job. And they were like, yeah, for a little bit. So he put it off. Oh, wow. It doesn't talk that, about if he was okay, I'm assuming, because he's in the documentary. But That's he, some dedication. He put it off because he didn't want to be impaired and not right. be able to help them solve this. So they go to Dave for, like, the umpteenth time. And they're like, do you have any electronics from, like, November, December of 2012 that we can look at? Like, see if there's anything on any of those? So he goes to an old storage unit, and he found an old tablet. It was dead. He gave it over to him, but it had a micro SD card in it. They examined it, and there's no files on the SD card. Like, it had been wiped, completely clean. So they look deeper because they can pull up stuff that you wipe. People like Tony can, yeah. Yeah. There's 11,000 thumbnail images. Many of them are selfies of Liz. Based off of the dates of it and the different things like that, they were able to determine that this looked like the SD card from Liz's phone during the time of all this stuff. Oh, wow. So they're looking through picture by picture by picture, and they come across one picture. And it is a picture of a foot, but it looks like the toes are covered and, like, the heels covered. It's just... Carrie has a tattoo on her top of her foot. Mm-hmm. You see the tattoo. Gotcha. And you see something called um, venous marbling that happens post-mortem where the veins protrude and you're able to see them. Mm-hmm. And Tony, being who Tony is, saw it, thought it looked weird, pulled out a Grey's Anatomy book and was like comparing it and was like, that's this. This looks like a foot to me. They go and they talk to mom and they were able to confirm that Carrie did in fact have a Chinese tattoo on her foot that matched exactly and they had pictures and everything so this is a picture of her foot after she is died post-mortem mm-hmm. yeah. um and I, I think it's just insult to injury the symbol means mother 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you don't get to see much of the trial. Actually, you don't see any part of the trial except like the opening statement from the solicitor basically being like, she did it. It's she will tell you she didn't, but she did it. Right. There's just so much to say she did. Yeah. It cuts from that. And then you get to, it's kind of scary at first. And even Jim and uh, Ryan were talking about it. It breaks and like the scariest parts waiting for the verdict to come back and that kind of thing. And that when the judge came in, he initially started saying that the state did not meet the burden because there was no body recovered. And they were like, crap. Well, some look, some people, some killers are pretty freaking inept or not inept, but really good at dismembering, at getting rid dissolving. of the body. It's harder to convict without a body. It, it is, is harder. And it is like 1% of the convictions. Yeah. But I, I feel like you still got to shoot your shot. Like yeah. you can't just let them get away with it. I don't know. Well, the judge initially was talking like that and they're like, oh my gosh. He's going to throw this case He's going to throw it out. Like she's going to get She's going to walk. But what about stalking? None of that. They didn't charge her with stalking? No. She wasn't even on trial for that. It was just the first degree. No, you throw everything at them. What's wrong with (laughs) y'all? It's everything. It's even like illegal parking. The arson. The arson, the insurance fraud, because I'm sure she had insurance on the house. I thought if nothing else, if they didn't pursue the stalking, the arson. Like she literally burned down her house. Insurance fraud, like you said. like All of it. They didn't. Um, so they kind of... Like malicious damage. <laughs> I don't know. Harassment. Like what Burglary. Else you... She broke into Burglary, the apartment. Burglary, yeah. Um, with the gun. Use a vehicle without owner's consent. You got her fingerprints <laughs> and the car was... That. What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> Everything. Well, it's just the first degree. Um, they said as the judge kept talking, though, it started to change. And the judge actually said the court finds that she killed Carrie Farver on or around 11, November 12th. Did she have a bench trial where it's just the judge? It, it, it sounds must have like been because it, yeah. it was just a judge that came in. And I didn't, he didn't say, like, the jury, whatever. Because yeah. I know sometimes the judges will read it, even yeah. if. But it was just him. So this was a huge win for everybody, right? Because well, everybody except Liz, but yeah. The family gets to finally, like, know. Um, and... For Jim and for Ryan, Carrie's reputation gets to be restored. Well, yeah, because Liz is over here making her seem like she is crazy. Mm-hmm. And it had been like ye- uh, four years at this point that all this stuff had been going on and all this craziness had been happening. And four years of dragging Carrie through the mud, through the mud after you murdered her. Right. So it was like finally. That's peace. a different level of callousness. It is, but my biggest issue is not knowing where this is. And when you see the emails, it does talk about dumpsters and stuff like that. So my assumption is that she burned her and then got rid of her in different areas so as to not be able to be traced, which is just, just tell them. Like, just, well, I don't she, know. Like I said, if she did that, then her body parts are probably in right different landfills. Liz Goya was sentenced to, um, she got a life sentence without the possibility of parole, and she is serving that in a Nebraska prison. Well, thank God. Yeah. I just, I hate that the mom didn't get to have... She didn't get to put her baby to rest. Yeah. And then, like, all of this over a dude, and I I told you this. Look, 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 I'm going to go ahead and say it, and I know, I hope you're (laughs) listening. I've known some days. (laughs) They ain't worth it. They ain't worth all that. I love you. <laughs> I my thing is is 
you had an on again, off again boyfriend. So what was so different about Dave that you like got hooked on that you couldn't let him go, but you, you were the other guys and like, it wasn't the same. Like what about, what about him? Him? Or was it just the fact that y'all had been talking? Maybe you thought it was more serious than he felt. And then he met this other person and you felt jaded in some way. Maybe, maybe, maybe the other ones made her feel like, I don't know, like she was the only one. I don't know. I don't know, but it's nuts. It's, it's really weird to me. And I just, like I said, I want to write these people letters. Yeah. But I need a PO box first because I don't want to put my return address on it. And I feel bad for, like, Dave tells you that he felt relief that, you know, she's finally. But did it stop? Yeah. Well, okay, then it was Liz. Right. It's lock her up for a couple of days. Get her on a parking ticket. Do something. Like, suspended license. Something. All, all of it stopped. And he said, it, you know, it felt better, but you can't wind somebody up slowly for four years and be like, it's good now. He's like, it's just, you, you just can't relax back out. No, that's like, trauma. There's still, like, he apparently, because I looked him up, because I looked up if she appealed. Mm-hmm. Like, so I wanted to see where she was. She's still in um, the Nebraska prison. Good. I am curious. I, I was very curious about that. And I was curious if she actually ever said where Karen's the body was. But as far as I know, she hasn't. But it did pop up and said, where's Dave? No offense. Didn't really care. But I was like, I'll click and read. Um, he is, apparently has a new girlfriend, which I just don't think I would ever be able to do. Oh, no. I'm out. I'm so out. I'm never dating nobody. Ever. Ever. Like, I just, which I'm there if um, m- me and my SO ever split. I ain't doing it again. And nope. It just, I don't know. This one was wild to me because at the beginning, I really truly thought, you know, Carrie had snapped. And then as it started to get on, I'm like, that just don't make sense. Like, she didn't present that way in any of the interactions he said they had, but neither did Liz. Right. Like, she seemed, she was, seemed more aloof to him. Yeah. And the fact that she left, okay? Like, they weren't together. Two weeks he was with Carrie. Everything was fine. And then she pops back in, murders Carrie, and then for four years harasses this man, his children, his wife, his ex-wife, herself, for four years. That's a level of dedication that I have never had You for took anything. a year off. She took a year off? Oh, yeah. Because it said, said a year later. Po- profiles. Yeah. And yeah. then the fact of dedication that you... How many of those are there, Liz? Like, how many... Fish how, accounts. How many other platforms? That's what I'm saying. Like, did you just go and make one on, like, in his area on all of them? Probably. And just wait? Probably. And then how did you do anything else? I don't know. How did she sleep? No, because, like, I'm sure other people were messaging her. Is she just, like, ignoring them? Or, like, how Probably. many other people were you doing this to? Like, oh, did you God. have more? I didn't even think about that. And then the fact that you're going around Amy's house... Like, like a vulture. And Amy's not even, like, with him. Right. Hasn't been with him in a very long time. They share children together. Right. But they're not, like, a thing. Right. And hadn't been. How are you going to shoot yourself? In the leg. That ain't the first one. The other one we had. The the mama. Oh, Lord. I need help. It's like lovers on hot oh, lane yeah, yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, I remember Because she shot yeah, herself. I'm just... No. Trying to throw it off because she was jealous of it. I'm like, I I just don't have it in me. I just don't have that in me. But I'm, but so this stuff right here is nuts. This is nuts. Like the dedication that this takes, 
I don't, I'm not that interested in anything. <laughs> I like the podcast, but I, I'm not doing I, that. I can't do that for it. <laughs> no, I'm like, I just don't have nothing I like that much. Nothing. I just, maybe I'm weird. All consuming. And then driving by someone's house and like taking a Saturday to go watch you play at the park so I can message you about it. And then taking pictures. How did you know I was going to the park? Probably because she'd been talking to Dave. And Dave was like, oh, Amy and the kids are going down to the park today. And she's like, bet. Right. They ain't going to have a good time. And then how psychotic are you to be in your own house taking pictures, texting yourself and the other dude, uh, like, I'm in the whore's house now. <laughs> like, that's, you are crazy. crazy. Like, And not like a mentally ill kind of crazy. No. You're just crazy. Right. And then poor Carrie gets kind of. She, first of all, poor Carrie just living her life. Yeah. She was just living her life. She met a dude that she kind of liked and she was just living it up. I, and then she gets murdered on her, probably on her way to work. Like she probably walked out of his house. Probably. Got knocked into her car and murdered by this psychopath and then maligned for four years. Mm -hmm. And then she kind of got, eh like disregarded because she did have bipolar or medicine she's not taking it like i told you this how, did they go through that and i don't know because we don't have all of that report but i wonder did they go through that medication because i know several people that put every prescription medication that they ever get together in a basket yeah so it could look like a crap ton and on the <laughs> like i'm on a lot of meds and on the video it's a bag and it is a lot of medication but it could have been every medication well, that she had ever had ever right like antibiotic muscle relaxers a heartburn med, med like, like anything an earache medication could be so many things and she had a kid who's to say i don't know if they went through to see if any of those were his right and it showed videos of her and she was a very good mom and loved her child and like was there for him and i mean at least you got to see them at the end, and, like, they finally get to, like, this person is held accountable. Yeah. But I feel like she just got kind of railroaded a little bit for having a mental health illness. Like, yeah, don't do that. But, yeah. Like, yeah. She's, she's off her meds. She's off her meds. So she's crazy and stalking you. It'll it'll stop. But wouldn't it click to you if you're like, okay, she could be. She could be having a manic episode. But she would have to. Mm. But at the beginning, at the very, very beginning, she could be. But then the fact that you never see her use her account ever ever for anything ever 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 right at all nothing like that not even a soda that to me would be like hmm. no atm no withdrawals from anywhere like it wasn't like two massive things came out it she was a family dollar and walmart right so i don't did she get everything she needed for life at that family dollar and walmart right and then i kind of feel bad for chris because he's like she's crazy and it's like it ain't even her it's the lady that you're sitting there talking to right and she killed her two dogs her cat and her snake in that fire i know i already told you don't date nobody with a snake that's some red flags right there i don't it that's a whole different kind of crazy for me too because let your animals out let them out like that is ridiculous like it upsets me right like, they didn't, I mean, they probably knew you was. But they couldn't tell on you. But they couldn't tell on you. Like, you could have just. Just let I them got them out. Like, I opened the door and we. And they ran know. out. Right. But no, you sat down and let them die of smoke inhalation. Mm -hmm. Which. Next level. It's next level evil. And then you pack up and leave to make it look like she just couldn't handle it anymore. The whole time still harassing Dave. The whole time still sending him messages. Like. But you didn't even want him then because y'all were still kind of a thing. Other thing I can figure is he had been going to the bar more and maybe she was mad because he wasn't spending, like her being around him wasn't doing it anymore. 
so he had started to pull away Mm -hmm. so she tried to ramp it up and maybe he didn't have the response she wanted yeah or law enforcement was sniffing a little too close and she was afraid there would be too many questions if she stayed around that's crazy to me so that was love stalker killer on On netflix It was crazy. They've got some good ones coming out lately that are just like, it's a roller coaster. That is a roller coaster. Like, I don't, I still don't know how to process that. It just seems so senseless. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand. It's not even like years of togetherness. No. Like, they may have been together like a month. At max. And that's not everyday dating. That's like maybe a couple times a week. And that's that. saying that from the beginning, I'm looking for something casual. Mm-hmm. Was that what offended you? Like he, She said the same on hers. Like, that's how they hit it off. Like, yeah, but once y'all met in person, you thought for sure. That's the only thing I can think that, of. That he, you were just going to You would change his mind. Him. Yeah, and yet this is not what happened. Like with you, he would want to be with you forever. She was already stalking him. Because mm-hmm. that's how she knew Carrie was at his house that yep. she interrupted. Yeah, I agree. I think she had been following him the whole time. Mm-hmm. As soon as he started being weird, maybe like not responding to her, it was like, oh, I have plans that didn't include her. Mm-hmm. I think that's when it triggered for her. And she's yep. like, okay, well, what are you doing? Cool. And then I'm going to be there too. Followed him. Just don't know. And I think she knew kind of how that night probably was going to end, and she did not want that to happen. So yeah, she went and knocked on the door and was like, hey, I left something, da 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 da. To make it super awkward. So. Carrie would leave mm-hmm. and then I also wonder did she do that to figure out where Carrie was maybe because she probably followed her home mm-hmm. it's scary it is terrifying to and poor Carrie out of everybody Carrie yes. and her kid now I'm not saying that and her Dave, mom and dad yeah yeah I'm not saying that Dave didn't go through oh he went through crap for it he for went sure through a lot and so did Amy and mm-hmm. probably his kids mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they tried to protect them as much as they could from it yeah but Carrie, her, her son still knew because she talks about in the documentary him sleeping on the couch with a baseball bat and she asked him why he was on the couch and he's like i'm going to protect us so his kids even knew yeah so no yeah like and he carries the guilt for carrie because he's like had i never met carrie had she never came into my life she would have never met liz right but and and i understand that but it would have been someone else yeah but it's not your fault like, right it would have been someone it else would have been it would have been Amy or it would have been some other woman that just said, hey, like, and if you went on a date with, it would have been whomever else. Whomever else you met after mm-hmm. her. Because she thought she was the one. Y'all For you. And then apparently. y'all rekindled and she was like, yeah. And then you started to drift because, but that's my thing. Why wouldn't you, if that's your whole point is to get Dave, would you not stop? Like kind of wind down the crazy with quote unquote Carrie. I don't, I don't. I don't, I don't know. Like my if, brain don't work like that. I'm just thinking, like, I'm if like, my do goal... you dial it down or do you dial it up? Or you just keep on the same level? I don't know. Well, you dialed it up, and he's like, you know, we're bas- they're basically together all the time because they feel safe. So start pulling it back see, a little See, no. Bit. So, so for me, am I crazy? I'd be like, no, you just put a, put a little more snake on it. Because like, I, I feel like it's too much stress. And then that's going to break you, which is exactly what happened. Like, he was like, I just want to go drink because I can't relax. Yeah, I don't know. You're like, wouldn't you? I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know either. I've never had, I don't ever want to do that. I don't have a desire. I'm just thinking if my whole goal was to get this person to like run into my arms, I've successfully made them run into my arms. We're back together. Then I would just dial away the crazy and like, just let it play out. 
versus yeah. poke, 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 and then. I mean, I guess I don't know. I'm not going to do none of it. To and then, how with. do you be like? You know what? Burned down my house. <laughs> just just like I gotta take it big. Yeah, burn down my house. That's what we'll do. I don't know. Kill my animals. And that animal cruelty. Yeah, every charge, every charge, all the charges. So, just yeah. everything. Child um, endangerment. I don't. Yeah. I wonder how many times her kids were in the car when she circled their house. A lot. Threatening into life. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. There's got to be a charge for messing with the cops' Wi-Fi. <laughs> I don't think so. Cause I don't they know. live together. Voyeurism. I don't. No, that's different. I um, feel like there's a lot that could have been thrown on her. Unlawful use of telephone. Yeah. Multiple yeah. counts. Multiple counts. Again, 550 of those. Hundred thousand, like hundreds of thousands. Hundred of thousands of counts of those. Y'all could have put her away for life just by that. All right. And I feel kind of a little bit bad for the uh, beaten ball dude, butter butterball. Butterball. Cause <laughs> you just working for the county and your boss. <laughs> them show up like okay, okay crazy. And then you have to be like not me. Like I don't think it's gonna be hard to recover from that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. at least even then you you're, you don't have good judgment of character because you've like crazy in your house. Yeah, like it, either way, it's a little bit of a mark on you. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, even at least I, that's the way you feel. I'm not saying that there is because he had no idea. He had no idea, but I would feel like it. They would always. I would always think that y'all think that I don't know. I can't do things. Right. Like I don't have good judgment. But I liked the quick thinking of those two detectives investigators to be like lock the file and and Tony probably. Like, get the file away. He's mm-hmm. IT. We have to put it somewhere else because he can access everything. Right. But it wasn't him. But it wasn't him. But still, just the quick first. Let's do that. Put this somewhere if it is him. And then, no, my on again, off again girlfriend's been here since her house burned down. I was like, what? I knew she did it. Yeah. It was her. It was her. But, yeah, I enjoyed this one. So, yeah. hopefully y'all did, too. Happy Wild Worder Wednesday. Wild Worder Wednesday. Catch y'all later. Good night. Bye.